All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Oilers Nation After Dark begins now. Well, I don't know how much rest played a factor tonight, but the LA Kings absolutely looked like the fresher, hungrier, and just more desperate team tonight. The new coach bump on steroids tonight, if you ask me. Shout out Final Buzzer. I took that from him in the chat. I thought that was great. Sure, the Edmonton Oilers were on the second half of back-to-backs this evening. But after 10 days off, the LA Kings just straight up came storming out of the gates and defeat the Edmonton Oilers by a score of four to nothing. The boys got shut out on Saturday and hockey night in Canada really doesn't get much worse than that, but I digress. Hello and welcome to Oilers Nation after dark, after a loss. Really, I had gone, what, 49 straight days without doing a show after a loss was. There's been two this week. I feel like I'm kind of coming back down to reality. But, Matthew, tonight, it just felt off kind of from the get-go. The Edmonton Oilers are no stranger to slow starts this season. But they always seem to pull it together as the game progresses. Tonight, not the case. The Kings, as I said, just one step ahead. And there was no miraculous third-period comeback for the boys tonight, Was. Yeah, I know, and I, I don't like to blame it because it's a back-to-back because yeah, you're going to get that in the NHL. The Oilers had plenty of rest. The LA Kings, to be fair, did have plenty of rest. This is one of their first game coming back from the extended All-Star break they had and I think the new coach bump. But the Oilers simply just were not good enough. I thought the LA Kings were first two to almost every puck. The Oilers, the top line, I thought could have been better. Connor McDavid, we know, we know we don't want to rely on them too much, but I think overall the Oilers were just flat in this one. Yeah, just looking inside the YouTube chat right now. Lots of frustration in there. Let it rip tonight, people. Mm-hmm. It's Saturday night. It's late. There's only really one thing to do after a game like that. So, <laughs> was cheers. I poured cheers. myself a stiff one, Ooh. if you ask me. Yeah, that doesn't taste great. That doesn't taste <laughs> great. But uh, we're going to power on here. I see some people in here. Just a lot of, what the hell, boys? <laughs> Um, some people are, I don't like this from Ryan. He says Skinner can't win games no more. Might as well roll with Pickard. Oh my God. I'll put you in a timeout for something as ridiculous as that. Shadow final buzzer said this isn't on Stuart Skinner. This is not on Stuart Skinner whatsoever. At least in my opinion, keep your opinions coming, throw them in the chat. We'll talk about them. We'll get them going. 
But was that was a frustrating one tonight, to say the least. Mm-hmm. The LA Kings, incredibly physical. Man, they know how to mm-hmm. play the angles, close gaps, quick sticks. Big save, Dave. Uh, I've never been a fan of the man, as I said no, on pre-gaming. Same. Once a flame, always a flame. Fuck that guy. Tonight, he was stellar. He uh, he had some big saves. What do you think of big save, Dave, tonight? Uh, to be honest, I totally forgot this guy was an NHL goaltender before tonight's matchup. I saw him uh, on the, you know, during the anthems, like Dave Riddick's still in the NHL. And I, I kind of looked through his like uh, recent stats. I'm like, okay, he's still been playing recently. I just, I haven't heard much about him until apparently LA picked him up and he was uh, playing uh, instead of Cam Talbot tonight. So you're very annoying. But to be fair, I don't know if it was really much Dave Riddick or it was more so the Empton Oilers not really creating uh, good enough chances in front of him. I think the Hampton Oilers should be able to beat someone like Dave Riddick, no problem. And tonight was a night where the Oilers could not finish. Pat's fan in here says we have seven more back-to-backs remaining. Really? So, hey, get get used mm. to it, boys. Yeah, I know. I look at the schedule and I was like, whoo. I believe <laughs> yesterday I said there was going to be like 38 games in the next 70 days. So maybe yeah. that's 36 in the next 68 days. Boom. Math. That's math right there, people. Everybody's saying it's a tough game. And Mm -hmm. I kind of want to bring this one up to you, Oz, before we get in the Greta scoring summary. It's on the D pairings. Doug Waite is in the chat. Shout out Doug Waite. Waite. OG himself, once an oiler, always an oiler. He says, what in the blue hell? Go back to the old defense pairings, FFS. Mm -hmm. I will will leave that up to your imagination. Was I was a big, big pusher of let's go back to Eckholm and Bouchard tonight, which they did. The Vinny Nurse pairing. Sure, it is what it is. I think the line, the pairing everyone's talking about is Brett Kulak and Cody Cece. What do you think about them tonight? I thought Brett Kulak and Cody Cece, uh, people might disagree with me. I thought they were fine tonight. I don't think they were a problem. Uh, for the most of the goals against, I think uh, Darren and Nurse were on the ice. So Kulak and Cece, I thought, were fine, right? Like, I don't think they were you know, outstanding. I thought they were just kind of in the middle there. Like, they didn't do much wrong. They didn't do much anything good uh but really that nurse and darren a uh pairing really took a lot of the the beating tonight on the ice yeah they really did and as we all know the Corey perry line with leon dreisel and Vander kane we'll get into it a little bit later with our good maybe our hot performers those boys were absolutely buzzing it's two games in a row for that line they were all over the ice without a doubt the most effective line on the ice We'll get into it a little bit later as well, but Connor McDavid looked very off tonight. He borderline looked human, which I know he does have regular human blood pumping through his veins. I tend to forget that sometimes. The LA Kings always play him well. We brought it up on pre-gaming. Philip Deneau has been a a career pest for Connor McDavid, but Mm -hmm. he just looked off, and Naomi says it best. Frustrating. It was just frustrating tonight, but that's why we're here. At Oilers Nation After Dark for everyone to vent. Get off your takes. Get off your chest. Throw it in there. Me and Walls will break it down. So be sure to throw me a like. I don't see nearly enough likes right now. Get that like I still button, see maybe. single digits. Those are rookie numbers, Walls. We got to bump those numbers up. But, all right, let's crack it open. Let's get into it with the Greta scoring summary. Greta, I'm sure it is bumping right now because it's the spot to watch a game on Edmonton. Enjoy any of their incredible deals from awesome drink deals, delicious street food, fun games, and, of course, the ice cool beer. Go check out Greta. They're the best in the city. They're doing stuff for the big game tomorrow was. They're giving away a 55-inch TV as oh, well. Oh, I saw that. And was. They got skee-ball, and I know you're a big skee-ball guy. Very much so. Very much so. Skee-ball, it's, uh, it, I, I won't lie, It's. it feels like a lottery at times. I don't know really how to perfect that game, but it's fun. I don't know. Sometimes when you hit the 10 grand or the five grand, you're like, oh, yeah, I'm on the roll. And then you don't hit it ever again. Maybe once. What's your strategy? Do you go for the corner 10,000s or do you stick right up the middle? I, I probably try to go for that middle. But like I said, this game is an absolute. It's almost like a lottery. So it feels I, 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 I need it. I need a proper strategy, to be fair. I go for the middle, but let's just talk about ski ball all night. So we don't have to talk about whatever <laughs> that game was tonight. I wasn't was- excited to do this one, but let's get into it. We yeah, got the highlights okay. tonight. The first goal for the LA Kings. Kings are on the power play here. And what do you know? We chirped Mm. the guy like crazy on pre-gaming today. I mentioned him that I dropped him on my fantasy team immediately this season. Pierre-Luc Dubois with way too much space right by the face-off dot. On the power play for the LA Kings there. 
He makes no mistake. That's his 11th goal on the season was. He's had a rough year. Uh, today I called this version 2.0 of the Kings because it was their first game with their new head coach. And after the All-Star break, maybe it's the start of things to come for Pierre-Luc Dubois. But what would you think of that goal? Tough one for Stuart Skinner. I, I think if there's any goal to maybe blame Skinner, maybe it was that one tonight. Uh, but then again, I do give a lot of credit to Pierre-Luc Dubois. That was a hell of a finish. Then again, if you kind of look from the start of that play, I think Vinny lost his man, then Darnell lost his man. And, and then the Kings just were able to cycle the puck and rip it home. And that's kind of the gist of it. It was just, you know, maybe that's a goal where you do want Skinner to make the save. But I, I, I kind of give credit to Dubois. That was a good shot. Dylan Holloway. Aaron at the nation network.com. If you would like to send me my $500, cause I'll read it. Dylan always says, I'll pay you $500 to read my comments. He didn't say which comments. So boom, loophole $500, please. Dylan Holloway. Moving along though, to the second goal for the LA Kings tonight. It was Trevor Lewis man still in the NHL. I pointed out that I thought Quinton Byfield was going to be my player to watch this evening. Boom, did he have a hell of a game. That was mm -hmm. a great defensive play. Speed down the wing. Ekholm plays it pretty smart, man. He commits to laying down pretty much to the last second he can. But you have to give Quentin Byfield credit here. This is a what? two, Maybe not 200-foot play, but from oh, your yeah. own end to the offensive zone, the awareness for a 21-year-old here, perfect pass mm -hmm. over to Trevor Lewis. Tough one for Stuart Skinner right there. It's an odd man rush. What are you going to do? I think that one's just more on Quinton Byfield. A hell of a play. And who did he pick there? I believe it was Connor McDavid, who was visibly frustrated, I think, in the third period. I mean, Connor McDavid, we, we, we'll get into him a little later. But it kind of starts with him on the puck, and Quinton Byfield picks it and just gets the play finished. It was easy done. Um, I, I don't really, you can't really blame Stu on that either. Like you said, I'd, I'd give credit to Byfield. I see Steven here's got my back. He says, lol, pay up, Dylan. Pay <laughs> up, buddy. A deal's a deal. A bet's a bet. Um, yeah, it was a very frustrating night for Connor McDavid. Watching him snap his stick mm -hmm. on the bench. And we saw, nice Dylan Holloway. I'll read that one. Yeah, he right. says, we will kick LA's ass in the playoffs. We're two for two so far in the last two years. But this rivalry is always going to be intense. Was The physicality was there. McDavid looked angry. I brought up on pre-gaming. I love me a good angry Connor McDavid. Tonight, though, didn't necessarily work in the favor of Connor. At the end of the game there with a couple minutes left, he got absolutely dumped mm -hmm. by Vladislav Navrikov. And he pretty much just, lack of a better word, teabagged Connor McDavid on the ice as he love was laying that. on his back. I did not like that. At the end of the game, I mean, I said some things in her chat. I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's, just, let's just go and get crazy right here. Let's go hacking and slashing, maybe give them a taste of their own medicine. But third period, we saw it there. Quinton Byfield. Oh, yeah, we bring it up here to my third goal. Brett, I see you got it. Pull her up. This one, I have a tough, like, whoever said that, that they want to blame Stuart Skinner for this game, I really don't know if we were watching the same game. The thing here with Stu is he makes the initial save. There's well, all kinds of traffic in front of the net. Vinny's Chris right there. His back is turned to the puck. Mm -hmm. Who do you know? What do you know? It's Quinton Byfield who pounces on the rebound, puts it home. It was pretty much at that moment where my heart kind of snapped in half. Yeah. And I went, I don't think this is in the cards for the Oilers tonight. First of all, rebounds happen to every goalie. B, Stuart Skinner was trying to find the puck. He couldn't see it. Vinny Darinate is blocking his line of sight, and Quinton Byfield just picks up the rebound and snipes it home. Simple as that. Like, I, I thought uh, Skinner played this fine. It was just, you know, unfortunately, a rebound, you know, uh, ricochets off him, and Byfield picks it up. Sure, yes, if you want to say that, you know, he needs to control his rebounds a little mm -hmm. bit better. I get it. But the thing with Stuart Skinner is I saw somebody pointing this out in the chat during the game. Do you remember at the beginning of the season when all we kept saying was, I just need Stuart Skinner to make that save or the first mm -hmm. save? Or what do you know in the beginning of the game here? Who says it? My pal Joe. Stu made 16 yeah. late yeah. saves before letting that one in. And I agree. And if we're going to remember in the beginning of the year, we said we need you to make that first stop. Well, he did right there. Sometimes tonight you can only make so many consecutive saves if the guys in front of you can't clear the front of the net, and then we don't need to see it. The empty netter, yeah. I feel almost fucked that one up, which was pretty funny, but he did get the puck back. 
gets his second goal of the game. Well, the only thing I three point wanna... nitro. Sorry, I just want to add there, Aaron. Uh, I understand like it's a two. It was a two-two. Uh, it was a two-nothing game before Byfield's third goal. This is a game where the Oilers they they need to start scoring a bit more. I, I've been unhappy with these low-scoring affairs from the Oilers. Like, let's be honest, they have a lot of firepower. The Oilers could win this game five-three, six-five, six-four. We haven't seen that from the Oilers in a long time, and they really need to bring out those uh, bring out those uh, guns that they have. Some people in the chat are talking about that top line. We'll get into it in just mm-hmm. a moment. But Kay Waddy says, yep, Nuge not playing well. Let somebody else move up. Yeah, it's tough because if you do look at the analytic numbers for like the entire season for Rios <laughs> yeah. in the NHL, it is Hyman, Nuge, and Connor, and then everybody else well below. So I do have a hard time wanting to separate them. But the eye test, this game in the last, could be better. Um, somebody in here said this, I'm not even going to read these words out loud. That is borderline blasphemy in an Edmonton Oilers chat. Please do not do that. I don't want any part of that, but was the Edmonton Oilers lose by a score of four to nothing. Dave Riddich makes 26 saves on 26 shots. Tough one for the Edmonton Oilers as they get shut out. I, I can't look at the schedule right now. Somebody in the chat, let me know. Have we been shut out this season so far, Walsh? We have, actually. Uh, I believe, uh, I think maybe the last uh, Tampa, no, it was, it was the Tampa Bay. I know we got shut out by the Rangers early in the season, Jonathan Quick. I could have been the first one. Uh, I think maybe in December to Florida. I mean, that might have been a 5-1 game. I can't remember. Um, but other than that, I can't remember. Uh, Dylan Holloway really just wants to give me his entire NHL contract right now, but I know what you're saying in there. I don't think I can verbalize some of those, but everyone in the chat, you know what's going on. So let's get into it here. The good, the bad, and the oily brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. There's only one thing better than sharing memories was, and it's making new ones, possibly in Arizona. Alberta Blue Cross Travel Insurance protects your memories and more wherever travel takes you. Visit ab.bluecross.ca slash travel. For more information, the nation vacation is coming up in almost seven days exactly when the clock starts. next week here. Yeah, on Sunday. We leave next Mm -hmm. Sunday. We're going to be there for the 2 p.m. game, a little matinee game on the road in the Mullet Arena. Sign me up. Oiler fans travel incredibly well. Mm -hmm. We saw that tonight as well. But let's start it off here with the good this evening. And I think everybody knows this. I like this from Brett. So on pre-gaming, we talked about the different nicknames that have been brought out for this Corey Perry, Evander Kane, Leon Dreisaitl line. We went with the KD, Kane, Dreisaitl, Perry line. Somebody said it'll make you roar earlier today. I really enjoyed that pun. I also saw Dreisaitl and the Island of Misfit Toys, the pissy line or something like that. Which one's your favorite was? Uh, I, well, I went with the nine line because I'm slow and I go with the easiest one. Uh, but the Katy Perry line, I'm liking that actually. That's got some, that's got a nice ring to it. Katy Perry. Um, I guess you could say they can be a little hot and cold at times. Hey, (laughs) Gene Principe would be so proud right now. That was excellent. Was that was very Gene Principe asked last night. Gene was catching strays in the chat last night. We'll focus here on the Katy Perry line. They were buzzing all over the ice from the get-go of this game. Mm -hmm. Corey Perry gets better and better, which seems with every shift he's out there. He got absolutely robbed by David Riddich on a cross-ice feed. And then I think it was Cambridge. I'm not sure. Somebody had another crack at it in the slot there. Riddich stopped that as well. But Corey Perry lives inside of that blue paint. His Full-time job is making the goalie's life absolute hell. Riddich had stellar saves, though, left and right. Four games in, though, was, and I say this, whatever line Corey Perry has been on has been the best line in that game. Tonight, no exception. These boys carried the team tonight. I know we got shut out tonight, so how much can they carry them? They were fantastic. Yeah, and it's also kind of crazy to think Corey Perry, when he hasn't played in, what, two months, he's already kind of basically a really nice audition for whatever line the Oilers want to put him on. Uh, he's been working well with that, I guess, pest line of Dreisaitl and Kane. I thought that was the line that really brought the most energy tonight. Uh, and, you know, Corey Perry just knows how to get under the skin of players. He's also very vocal on the ice, which is nice to have. So 
a lot of veteran experience on that line, and uh, he's due for a goal at this point. He's already due for a goal. Yeah, yeah, he really is. I thought that was going to be the one tonight, if you mm-hmm. remember last night. Brett Holden said he would get a tattoo of number 90, Corey Perry, on his chest if he scored. Never wanted a guy to score a goal more in my life. Hey, there's Brett. I'll still do it. I'll still do it. <laughs> nice. I, I wanted Vinny tonight. That's who I wanted. That's who I'll get uh, a Vinny 73. I'll still do it. Brett did text us in the third period, and he says, if Vinny scores a goal in the third period, I'll get it tattooed on my chest. That's, that's We've already covered Lance Kane is the tattoo guy, so he's going to be giving out all the tattoos in the chats. I see somebody in here, Mark Maynard, says, good game not to watch. Yeah. Yep, that's pretty sure. fair. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. pretty fair for that one. Anything else, Brett, that you noticed with this KD Perry line? I said in there, our chat during the game, this was the only line who really gave a crap. Yep. I think I said a little stronger. You can curse. Word. You can curse. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was the only line who really gave it anything in this game. And it's good and bad because you see that Perry is ready to play NHL games and top six minutes as well. But we're going to get into it in a little bit here. The rest of the depth and especially that first line just wasn't there for the boys tonight. And there's a little bit of here and there for that as well. I don't think this game was as bad as we're going to put it off as. Yeah, once again, hey, it's a tough battle. It's a division battle. We know Ella always plays us good. I got a tough time with making the cop out the back to backs because as we pointed out, we're going to have lots of those as we go Mm -hmm. along. You are professional athletes, but there wasn't much good tonight, but I laugh at this Brett Maynard says Brett was great and lost. (laughs) (laughs) Early, I believe was the character's name. I have wanted to make that joke for a lot of time before. So I'm happy (laughs) he beat me to it. Hurley's actually on the cover of a Weezer album, but I digress. I see tons of people in here. That have brought this up. This will be the first time, probably in all 82 games, that this season this is going to be the bad. But Brett hit it for me. It's Connor McDavid. I don't know if I necessarily want to use the word bad. It, right? It feels so like a sin. Don't get mad at me. Don't you clip this shit and start blasting me online. <laughs> if I could say not good, that would be the phrase I'd like to go. But Connor McDavid just straight up didn't look like himself tonight. Everybody was pointing it out on Twitter, on this YouTube chat, anywhere you could get your opinion and take off. He was making mistakes that he just normally doesn't do. I mentioned that top line, borderline noticeable. The power play went over this evening. And the Kings were incredibly physical on him all night. Louis had like a little package put together where every time Connor was getting the puck, there's sticks coming in. And as I said, they play the angles so well with him and he was bobbling pucks because they're getting sticks in there. He was visibly rattled, snapping sticks on the bench there. Not something you see a lot from the Oilers captain was. Yeah, no, you make a point. A good point. Like he was visibly frustrated on the bench, snapping sticks. And I think if anyone's gonna admit he had a bad game, it's Connor McDavid. Like he would admit that, and that's probably what he was going through. I think mentally he was battling it tonight, and he's like, the team wasn't playing great, nothing was flowing for him. He couldn't get anything going. And the Kings, they know how to get under your skin, and they did exactly that with Connor McDavid. They shut him down, and we hate to say that. We hate to say it when like teams. Oh, you shut down McDavid, you shut down the Oilers. Unfortunately, that was kind of it. But fortunately, the Oilers' second line was buzzing, but also, of course, could not generate a goal. And to be honest with you, though, I, I think that's also the story of the rest of the lineup and story of the game. I don't think this is necessarily a bad thing for the Oilers because, yeah, the, the second line was the best line. And yes, in theory, in the game, you shut down McDavid. And McDavid had... One of his worst games of the season. That's fine. That's going to happen. This is also a team, and this goes both ways too, because the LA Kings are coming off of their – this is their first game after the break, after the All-Star game. For the Oilers, this is their third game back in a week and on the second half of a back-to-back. So I kind of understand why this game is bad and you have this bad game for the Oilers. I think the biggest thing for the Oilers right now, and especially Connor McDavid, is how you bounce back from this game. You got this next game at home for the Edmonton Oilers, and now you just got to make sure that this stays again, almost like the Vegas game, at a one-game losing streak. 
Um, I want to bring this one up as well because, Brett, we were talking about this during the game tonight, and Ryan asked, do you think the ice was bad tonight? I told you I got a text from a couple of my buddies being like, this ice is absolute shit right now. The puck's bouncing all over the place. I didn't notice it as much as everybody else. Then we looked up. Oh, yeah, the Clippers played at like noon today. Shout out Norman Powell. He got extra bloodied up in that game. Brett's a Clippers fan. Dude, you beat the Pistons. Congratulations. You want to fuck? Want a trophy? Best team in the NBA, baby. Give us a break. Yeah, yeah. But as everybody in here is saying, Brian, the ice is always bad after a b-ball game. Maynard said Ryan ice. Ryan S. The ice was asphalt tonight. Brett, you notice anything? No. It always but, is bad after a ball game. Uh, yes and no, because uh, they do this a lot. This is something that happens a lot. So when you're, especially when you're in a warm environment like that. That's that's a big thing too. Like, mm-hmm. but also at the same time, the other team is going to play on that ice more often than the Edmonton Oilers are because it's not like the Edmonton Sting play on the fucking uh, uh, Rogers Place, right? So, LA is maybe more accustomed to that, especially for practice too. Like, you're going to be on that ice too. No, I think there have been worse surfaces around the league after basketball game i don't think it was as noticeable as it has been in places like uh i can't remember i was trying to find my my text throughout while you were mentioning this but there's been some bad services around the league because of nba games and i don't think that was one of them tonight but at the same time i think it was maybe noticeable for some because we do know Mm -hmm. that the game this afternoon yeah, it's also not the reason why McDavid's like losing a puck battle to Quinton Byfield, right? Like, I don't know. I, I maybe the LA Kings have adapted to that a bit better than the Oilers, but it's it's not an excuse to lose four nothing. I liked whoever it was that I put it up there on the screen that both teams play on the exact same ice surface, so there is that factor. Sure, the LA Kings could be more used to it, more comfortable mm-hmm. on it. Hockey's hockey. We've all played on the ODR. I mean, I blame any pile of snow that's in front of me for not scoring, but I I, I digress. Um, There's one guy in here that I'm just going to have to bring this up because he keeps bringing up. Hawk, I believe is how you say that. He's trying to tear into Leon Dreisaitl right now, saying that he had a brutal game. He says, I think it's turnovers that we're going into right now. Everyone was causing turnovers. Even Evan Bouchard, Connor McDavid, like all the top guys were not turning it over a bit, I would say. Was you got anything for Leon Dreisaitl being bad tonight? I thought no, that I mean, was I the bad. only good line on the ice tonight for the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah, for so sure. I like a third of that to pick apart. I thought, like like I said, McDavid turned over the puck. Evan Bouchard turned over the puck. Leon Dreisaitl turned over the puck. But Leon Dreisaitl, I still thought, brought a lot of good to this game. I thought he brought some energy. It felt like he wanted to win. He was kind of almost grabbing that line by the the neck, and they were just supporting him. I don't know. I thought Leon was great. I thought he was. He should have had two. Uh, Brett, what do you think? Uh, again, I default to, I think it's just one of those games. Like, Mm-hmm. We we talked about after the Vegas game, hey, you're not going to win every game. And I think this is just one of those those games. You're not going to win every game. You're on the second of a back-to-back. You're coming off a break. This is also a team who's also coming off their break, but with a new coach. A lot to prove. I, I, I think you just – the biggest thing for this team is making sure that this stays at a one-game loss. Like, it, it's just a matter of how you bounce back. Hawk here, a little defend him a little. He says, so you're saying Dry's body language doesn't affect the team ever, lol? I don't know if anyone said that, maybe in the chat. We haven't said that. He makes silly plays, man, not knocking him, analyzing what he does. Hey, I respect <sighs> it, but I'm saying on a night like tonight, there's there's 10 other dudes that I'm picking mm-hmm. apart before Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah. But hey, I love sharing the opinion. Everybody love everybody. We're all frustrated. We dropped the game tonight. And, hey, this is a place to vent. But let's move along here to the Oily tonight. And, Waz, you wanted to go with this one because it's Oiler fans, and they travel so damn well. Taking over Crypto.com Arena. That arena has got to be, seriously, the busiest place on planet Earth for arenas. Shout out the Kobe statue outside. Mm -hmm. Pretty cool. I really like that one. Shout out. Yep, shout out. Miss you every day. Waz, Oiler fans, arguably – they got to be like a top three team for fans traveling all over North America. 
I'm about to be one of those fans in seven days taking over a building. What can you say tonight about the fans showing up? Was bad game to go to for, but you got to appreciate it. Before the game started, I was pretty jealous. I was having a little FOMO that wasn't in California because, you know, these Oilers fans, they went to the Anaheim game, and then they went to the L.A. game. Uh, Banjo Guy was there. McMullen was there. There's probably a few other uh, Oilers. Adam on Twitter was there. So it was, a, it was a great contingent of Oilers fans in the building, not just against Anaheim, but in L, uh, against the L.A. Kings. You know, you're seeing these Oilers fans. Hey, guys, look, we're on Venice Beach. We're at In-N-Out. We're at Jack the Box. All this fun stuff. And I'm like, God damn, I wish I was in L.A. right now. But after this game, it's like, well, you know what? Maybe I dodged a bullet here. But that's the fun of these little vacations. And, you know, you got Arizona coming up. I know a lot of Oilers fans are going to be taking that place over. Uh, just before I let you go, Brad, I love this from, was it Mr. Burr? Oh, my God, there's so many. Just the chats are coming in. I'm clicking everything. Mr. Burns 91. I loved hearing Stu in the arena and I have to shout out M Burns because I met her on Tuesday at Greta and she said, my name is not Mr. Burns. It's M Burns. I said, I don't care. <laughs> it's Mr. Burns. <laughs> and now it actually is going to be Mr. Burns. So shout out you. I really appreciate that one. Let's get it going. Um, Brett, what can you say about the oil fans tonight? Yeah, you, I mean, we know with the nation vacation coming up that Oilers fans can 100% travel. Uh, I think in the other side or on the flip side, as somebody who has very frequently been to Crypto Dog, I'll always call it Staples. I'm sorry. I couldn't. It's too iconic. I couldn't seriously call it. It's where Michael Jackson's funeral was. All right, enough. Um, so, uh, um, but it, you know what? The Staples Center is one of the premier places in uh, sports in general. And I know I heard somebody on the network talking about the difference between uh, Vegas fans and LA fans. Uh, Vegas fan, for me personally, I saw Vegas fans being very, uh, obnoxious and Kings fans being very, oh, you're from Canada. Oh, that's cool. I, I sat in front of uh, a couple people at a uh, UCLA Bruins football game and they were like, we should do this more often. Let's go to a Kings game and stuff like that. And somebody looked at them and went, do I need to wear a jacket? I know it's cold in there. So uh, there, there's very diverse fans that go to those games. And I, I know they're the extremes as well. But I, I think the, the Stable Center is one of those really great places where not only Kings fans, but Oilers fans or, or, or uh, visiting teams fans can go and and enjoy what sport is so uh, we were talking about in our group chat too that they had some unbelievable menu items too like the nugget hopkins meal and the 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 nurse hot dog and stuff like that that really in the overarching thing really brings sports the most beautiful part of what it is and that's that's bringing people together whether you cheer for the oilers or you cheer for the kings question for you then brett does crypto arena do that for the menus do they put like opponent names is that is that a thing that's new or this is the first time uh, i've ever seen that i'm unsure about that i i am unsure about that i've i you know what i i got sick the day that we were supposed to go to an oilers game so the only hockey kings games that i've gone to were against the canucks and the golden knights so i, I can't tell you whether or not they have for sure but i know that they do have like Carl's Jr. and shit like that in there. So, I mean, it's it's a pretty cool little arena there. So, I assume they do. It's probably new this year or, or something like that. But go Clippers. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com.
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I've been in the Staples Center once before. I watched Kobe Bryant drop 48 points against the then New Orleans Hornets with Chris Paul. Does that team exist anymore? No, they do not. Am I dating myself a little with my age? I sure am. <laughs> I saw the Charlotte Hornets. I saw the Charlotte Hornets play the Clippers. I drove past it in an Uber. No, you didn't. No, no, All right, pause. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank you for that. That does it for the good, bad, and oily brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Um, before we get to the hot and cold performers, I just want to bring it up here and ask your guys' opinion because the chat's getting into it right now. Joel asks, okay, so do we all agree now? We need to split up the top line. I'm at a no. I don't want to do that. This is only a couple of performances mm. in a row that haven't been great. Sure, it's been starting to fall off for a little bit. Remember the end of before the All-Star break? Nuge and Dry switched it up because that top line did need a little injection and a little spark. They got it from Leon Dreisaitl. It does seem now that Nuge is back on that line that it's maybe not going the ideal way we thought. But with the way the second line is playing right now, I don't want to touch that one. And I'm not going to replace a Nuge or Hyman with a Warren Fogel or Ryan McLeod. That just seems nuts to me. Let me ask you first, Waz, what do you think about switching up the top line? You look like you're pondering it there. Yeah, I think that's a little reactionary based off just three games here. Uh, I, I would give it maybe another week. The Oilers coming up, they do have the Blues, the Stars, and the Coyotes. And then the Bruins next week, uh, Wednesday, February 21st. So it's still a ways away. So I would give it a few more games just to see how things are going. Let them pick it up. Uh, it's it's a still a small sample size. Uh, this line has cooked all season long. Hyman, Nugent Hoppins, McDavid. Let's relax a bit. On I, I think you, you might have wanted to see a bit more from them against Vegas and uh, L.A. here. But I, I think if one player I'd like to see kind of Pick it up. Is it fair to say Nugent Hopkins? I'd like to yeah. see a little bit more from him, a little more juice. I know he has he has that shot. He can get a couple apples. He's great on the power play, but uh, a little reactionary to break up that top line right now. It's just based on how it's gone all season. That was the exact same word that I was going to use. It's very reactionary. We're three games back after the uh, yeah. and was I'm surprised you use reactionary because I was very upset that you used the word that I was going to use. Um, <laughs> But uh, it's it's the third game back after the the break. You're you're one and two, and uh, one of those games were quite close, and the second of those were the second of a back to back. So yeah. go home, get your lines ready, get your practice, get your feet back under you, and and just just do what you can against uh, what is it Detroit on Tuesday. Yes, yeah. uh, and last thing I just want to bring up, like even the Boston Bruins have had a tough start coming back from from the break. I'm looking actually at the, yeah. the schedule here. They lost to the Flames on Tuesday, four one. They beat the Canucks four nothing, and then tonight or today, the Bruins lost three nothing to the Washington Capitals. So even these good teams in the NHL, we're the Bruins in the league, like top three. They're having a bit of a streak. So this happens. Like it's, I understand we came off a 16 game win streak, and we're starting to kind of learn how it feels to lose again we forgot how to lose was the fan yes, base exactly. forgot how to lose. yes i watched that game too for the the bruins today that was an abysmal look for yeah. the, the bruins tonight after i think 30 minutes of the game they had five shots on goal at, at one point the, the national broadcasters were going this is a game where the bruins just can't wait for it to end so it, it happens to the league's best teams you move on the biggest thing is making sure that you leave it at one and you bounce back for a loss hey, yo, you're not going to win every game brett don't tell anyone but the avalanche are on a three-game losing streak oh blow it no. up Whoa, four game losing streak, I do believe. <laughs> and Nathan McKinnon got hurt tonight. He took a yeah, spell. Yeah. It happens the in the regular season. <laughs> but I want to bring it back in here to the Edmonton Oilers. This is Oilers mm -hmm. Nation after dark. Sorry about that. I don't want to be too reactionary. 
um, about switching up. What a word. What a walking thesaurus I am. Um, I don't want to get too reactionary with that top line, but the only kind of change that I would be willing to make, but it's tough with the way that second line played tonight and the last game, but it's here from Dale. McD, Hyman Nuge, Dry, Kane, Fogle. We've seen that one work. Perry McLeod Holloway, we did see working. Sure, they maybe didn't get on the score sheet in the two games they played together, but they did look good. Mm. This would be the only change I would consider making, but right now I'm not going to make any. The deep pairings is a whole different story. Go back to the way they were. I don't ever want to see Cody Cece and Brett Kulak on the third pairing. What an expensive third pairing as well when you think about it, but that does it for the good, bad, and the oily brought to you by Alberta Blue Cross. Wow, we're 37 minutes in. We didn't even get hot and cold yet. So let's get into it now. The hot and cold performers brought to you by DoorDash. Ding dong. By DoorDash. Thank you. Jesus, boys. Wake up. I know it's late. I know it's late. DoorDash has an amazing selection of local gems and the staples you need in a hurry, too. You can try something new or get your favorite comfort dish delivered right to your door. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code, all capitals, Nation25. There it is. You see it on top of Mr. Wozniak's head. Mm -hmm. So, boys, we always start with our hot performers tonight. I had a tough one thinking about this tonight. So I'm going to let Brett go first, put you on the spot. <laughs> whoa. 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 Uh no, my my cold performer, I think we've already talked about it already too. I asked you for a hot performer, but fine. Oh, did you ask for hot? I thought you went cold first. <laughs> yeah, no, okay, then fine. My my hot performer is Corey Perry. Uh we sit here and we were very nervous about what was gonna happen with maybe it's just me, but how Corey Perry was gonna integrate back into an NHL lineup and being able to play um NHL minutes and especially in a top six role these last few games have really proven that you know what maybe the old guy's all right and uh you saw early or not early like halfway through the game with that that little scramble in front of the net in front of uh uh Riddich there he's doing everything he needs to and and he played well on that kid line with with McLeod and and uh, uh Holloway as well and he has played well with Drysaddle and Kane too so uh, my hot performer not only even for this game but for the last two three games is going to be Corey Perry I've really loved the way and 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 type of game that he's brought to the Oilers lineup I agree without a doubt Corey Perry's been Exceeded expectations more than advertised. He was going to be my hot performer as well. Was you got one? Anything different? It's really that yeah, second yeah, yeah. line, Stuart Skinner, pretty much nobody else. I'm reaching here. I'm reaching here. Connor Brown on the PK. <laughs> I love really, it. Was <laughs> I thought he was okay at the PK? I thought he was intercepting pucks. I thought he was reading plays well. I don't think he was at fault any of the any uh, the goal scored on the power play. But uh, I I thought he was going to score at least maybe I know it sounds bold like Connor Brown score I thought maybe tonight would have been the night but uh, yeah I like it Zach Hyman agrees with you he says hot Brown and I'm going to be honest I agree I thought Connor Brown and Matthias Janmark on the penalty kill dude they play things so yeah. well they clog up the neutral zone and make That's getting it. into the That's it. What are you cackling at, buddy boy? <laughs> what a they sad made... game. What a yeah. sad game where we're sitting here going, you know what? Brown and Yanmar, great penalty kill, boys. That's our hot performance. That's sad. Good. Hey, 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 at least we're top three in the division, baby. Christ. Everybody everybody needs their flowers at some point. And normally, Connor Brown's not going to get any, but I like it tonight. As I said, they're aggressive on the PK, but not too aggressive. And I got to be honest with you, has Connor Brown had more offensive chances on the PK than he has 5v5 for like the last so. two months? Because I think so. I, I honestly have to agree with you there. It feels like Connor Brown, every time he's scoring chances on the PK because he's forcing the puck into the, uh, the offensive zone. <laughs> like, if he gets a goal this year, it's on the PK, 100%. Yeah, yeah, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> he's He's getting closer and closer and closer. He just happens to be 
moving closer like a tortoise, and it's incredibly slow. But maybe by game 82, boys, a man can dream. Let's go here to our cold performer this evening. For me, the Edmonton Oilers power play. They went 0 for 4 this evening. They just kind of looked like a lost puppy out there. Let me be honest. Let's give the Kings credit. Mm -hmm. They do have the best penalty kill in the entire NHL for a reason. They were even getting plenty of shorthanded offensive chances where Stuart Skinner had to make some saves. You always know the PP's not rolling when you're watching and you yell, get off the ice, give me power play too. And I was like, give me a Vander Kane and Corey Perry, mm -hmm. which if you're an Oilers fan, is you never really want PP1 off the ice tonight. Just one of those nights. I think it's more about the LA Kings and the way they played it. Big save Dave made a couple saves as well. Waz, what do you think of the power play tonight? And do you have any other cold performers you could pick of the litter? Oh, cold performance. I don't know. Or the I'll, pee -pee. I'll just go with the PP. It was it was cold. It wasn't working. But uh, you know what's funny? Last night I think it was Mark Spector who has uh, dry settled after the game. It's like, oh, you know, the power play hasn't been too great, like statistically, da da da. And then dry was like, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if you're right there, Mr. Spector. Well, Leon, the power play was a little a little stinky tonight, and I don't know if that has to do just because it's a back-to-back -back or whatever, but I think they still have the third-best power play in the league. I know it's not as hot as last season's. If anything, maybe last year's was just an anomaly. <laughs> it was crazy to think how good it was last year. So we're just, we were just so used to it being so damn hot that this is it's weird to have it like have games where it doesn't score. I like that. Shout-out, Gina. She's answering for us in the chat. Hawk wanted to know who our favorite players are. Gina? She's got our backs. Waz a Derek yes. Ryan guy. Brett's a Vinny guy. And I'm a Kulak guy. Oh, man. Um, this team's covered in offensive talents, and we pick three guys who don't score goals. You guys, <laughs> I love it. I just want to say in our group chat, you guys are just throwing shit at Derek Ryan for no reason. It's unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Give the man his flowers and respect. Was I said to you in that chat that we were in the trust tree and the safe space, and we yeah, that's, I, you it, just you put know, us on blast. I, I, just, just that one comment, all right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, all right, okay? Aaron, release the screenshots. <laughs> <laughs> oh my no, see, no, I would never, I would never do that. Also, today, that but, is it for but, the hot and cold performers, yeah, yeah, so was. I was gonna say, even Ty the Uramchuk's been throwing shade at freaking Derek Ryan recently, it hurts my heart, man. Yeah, yeah, there was one play, but we're not picking on Derek Ryan tonight. He's okay. not the problem with what with what happened this evening. So as we winding down here, I just got a couple of questions I want to ask and present to you guys. So Quinton Byfield was my player to watch tonight. He's 21 years old. I think he's fourth on the team in scoring three-point night tonight. And I want to ask you this one, Brett. Is Quinton Byfield the best player from the 2020 draft? I picked the players that could be there. Alex Lafreniere. No, Tim Stutzla, Jake Sanderson, Seth Jarvis, Quinton Byfield. It's kind of a weaker draft, and I think I'd probably go with Stutzla. But Quinton Byfield, in a couple of years, I think is going to be a dangerous player in this league for a long time. Yeah, you know what? He has been good. I'm just going through. Even in the second round, there's J.J. Paterka, too, who went to Buffalo. Brock Faber is probably going to win the, the Calder Trophy, too. <sighs> Byfield's getting there, but if we were to put the most elite, I would probably go Stutzla and mm -hmm. then Byfield and then probably, for right now, Brock Faber. Um, I think we're also forgetting the fact that uh, somebody who we're going to talk about in a little bit here too is Ridley Gregg. Ridley Gregg is also in that draft class. So uh, the guy's making a, a couple of rounds today. All right, let's pull up the clip then because we've got right here. Excellent tease right there, Brett. If you didn't see oh, this, wrong one. that's Zach Hyman on Mikey Anderson giving him the reverse. If you didn't see this one tonight, Ridley Gregg, he goes in for an empty netter. It's the Battle of Ontario, and he absolutely rips one into the open cage. I don't have a single problem with this at all. Morgan Riley clearly did as he goes flying in, cross-checks him in the face. I think he got a little bit of the shoulder, which might help him with supplemental discipline. You saw Sheldon Keefe after the game totally defending it, and he said, hey, he's got the right to react. He didn't like it. That... 
is dirty as dirty can get. That's it's Petrangelo shit right there when the game is clearly over and you are straight up trying to injure someone. I thought it was a dirty-ass play. Hey, it's the NHL. I respect it. I hope Ridley Gregg's okay. Was what did you think of that one? Yeah, I don't want to bring this up. So I'm looking at this photo here and I'm like, man, this looks awfully familiar to me. Where could he have learned this? <laughs> Gaetan Hawk, baby girl, as you see, they were playing the Ottawa Senators. Clearly, that's where they got it from. Those are two screenshots that I'm going to love forever. This one lives in infamy. This one is hanging in the Louvre. Maybe now Ridley Gregg will as well. But Waz, what did you think of him sending a clapper into the empty netter? I have no problem with it. You pulled your net. Who gives a shit how he scored the goal? Like, does that actually hurt you or your team because he pounded it into the netting? I think Morgan Riley's a little soft on that one. I don't know. What do you think? Am I wrong? Oh, I, I think I agree with you there because, like, it's a slap shot. The buddy, buddy doesn't want to miss the net. He could have missed the net. You never know. And then <laughs> I, I, I kind of – it's tough. I think if it was a cocky celebration from Greg, I wouldn't I'd, – I'd be pretty pissed off. But um, with that being said, I don't know. Um, the way Riley responded was kind of like – he just kind of lost his composure. Like, what are you doing, man? I see people in here saying he should get a five-piece. Mitch says three-game suspension. Brett, where do you come out on it? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm kind of a a split of old-time and new-time hockey or old-school, new-school hockey because I'm sitting there and I'm going, if that's my team and my one of my best players, especially because I play ball hockey. I, I broke my ankle when I was young. I was told not to skate. You're a ball hockey champion, right? Yeah, you're goddamn right. I have a lot of bruises to prove it too. But um, if that was my team and one of my best players who went in there and just hammered a slapper, I'd go, yeah, you know what? You deserve that, especially in a, a rivalry type game. Mm. And on the flip side, if that's my team and that's me personally, I would not deal with that. I would do exactly what Morgan Riley had done. So I, I see both sides. I at the end of the day, this is a hockey play. This is a hockey play. It is what it is. I, 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 how can you be mad at two teams from Ontario reigniting a, a rivalry that hasn't been there for years? The, right. the Ottawa Senators mm -hmm. have not been good for years. This battle of Ontario has been like the fact that Montreal and Toronto and Ottawa versus their fans are bigger rivalry things than the actual game itself between two teams from Ontario it, it is a bigger deal. Like I think we're just complaining about the wrong thing here. Let's, let's keep building the rivalry as it should be again. I see this uh, yeah. from Matthias Janmark. He says, come on boys, clapper point blank, open net. That wouldn't piss you off a little bit. It would piss me off a lot. But if I'm Morgan Riley, the best defenseman on that team who plays 20 plus minutes a night every night and is not a fighter and goes in and cross checks me in the face, A for Riley, you cannot let the emotions get the best of you. You're going to be out five games now, possibly. That's just not a simple, smart move. I don't, I'm okay with him doing it. Hey, it's hockey, Brett. You just had an excellent point there. Hockey, it's a rivalry. I'm okay with keep saying, hey, he has the right. Ridley Gregg has the right to take that shot. Morgan Riley has the right to react to it as well. All mm -hmm. I would say is turn your fucking brain on. You're going to get a five-game mm -hmm. suspect, and you're going to be out, and that is going to yeah. hurt your team in a game you've already lost. So it just didn't make much logical sense. I'm not a logical person as well. I would have been emotional. I would have hopped on top of him and started beaten into him but i don't play in the nhl yeah at the same time like i agree maybe just don't cross check him in the face maybe go Dude, i'd rather he fight him than cross check him in the face yeah, yeah that's the thing that's where it kind of crosses the line yeah give him a little bit of the business cause a little scrum say hey we're not going to take that and the next time we play you we're going to remember that but maybe a cross check straight to the giblets isn't exactly the the, the move there but again like 
feeding of emotion your goalie is uh, Mm -hmm. out of the net you have the extra man you're trying to get that goal you're frustrated that you probably i i missed the the initial part of the play but you probably didn't keep the play in at the the blue line and you this that and the other thing so you're going to make the first thing their move that you can think of but uh, like you said let's have a, a touch of a brain here and go mm, if i if i get him in the face with with my stick here i'm probably sitting out for a couple which i'm sure morgan riley probably yeah will. And, and uh william legison's getting a much more bigger role than he deserves in the nhl but that's it's, it's tough here or there. because it's kind of like heat, heat of the moment situation right like you kind of have yeah. adrenaline rushing through you emotion of course, the cross, mm-hmm. he could have played it better. He didn't have to cross-check him in the face. That's kind of where it's like, yeah, you're getting suspension for that at least five games. Um, Like, you know, is, isn't this just kind of not just hockey, it's sport. When your opponent does something a little cocky or a little unsportsmanlike, you want to respond. And when you're losing, you're obviously going to have a little bit more distaste towards your opponent. You're not going to like him as much. Like, Brett, you know, we play soccer together. I know this is completely Pull the clip level. up, Brett. Pull the clip. <laughs> but, oh, no, I have so much I have to do. God, no, no. No, like, no, don't. It's all good. If you guys play even rec league sports and your opponent does something, like, that pisses you off, you're going to get annoyed. Like, when someone does a cocky celebration after a goal, you're like, fuck this guy, honestly. But, like, yep. the cross check to the face, though, little, little much. I get chirpy. I don't actually. Yes, yeah. yes. This will be the last. Yes. Last that we talk about this, but I guess in my brain, when you're talking there, Brett, I just think that we were losing a game in the empty netter and Evan Bouchard goes and cross checks somebody in the face and is then out three to five games. I would call him dumb. I would, I would use names in that situation and I would say, use your head, but we got to focus on the Edmonton Oilers. We spent way too much time on that. Mm -hmm. That's funny. That was brought up uh, exactly in rec sports, Brett, what we have been talking about earlier, but that's for us to know, the viewers to find out later. I can bring it Finally, up. I, I'm sending it to myself. <laughs> if, okay, if you can get it by the end, we will show them. But if not, yeah. whatever. Let's take a look ahead, though, to Tuesday night, where the Edmonton Oilers will be taking on the Detroit Red Wings. They're going to be back at home for one game, just to then go out to St. Louis, Dallas, and then Arizona, where I'm going to be. So let me ask you, Waz, first, give me a score prediction and an anytime goal score for the Detroit Red Wings and the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, I think it will be a 4-3 game. It'll be closing. The Red Wings have been playing some decent hockey. And anytime goal score, I will go with Evan Bouchard. I think he is due as well. Brett? Uh, the big thing, again, for this team is making sure that you bounce back. So I'm going with a 4-2 victory with Vinny Dayarnay's second goal in the NHL. <laughs> very nice. on brand, nice. Brett. Very nice. on brand. Um, I see these people in here. Ryan, 4-3 OT. Final buzzer says Sam Gagne. So hopefully he does get in the lineup. We'll be back on home ice. I'm always a big pusher of Sam Gagne on home ice. I'm going to go with 4-2 for the Edmonton Oilers. And Corey Perry gets on the score sheet. The man is so damn close every game here. He's going to get one. I also feel bad because it's just, just this is sad. Connor Brown saying, I'm trying, Hawk. He's he's doing his best. Just frankly, his best might not be good enough. But I've got another game that I want to ask you for a score prediction. And the big game MVP will be my question to both of you. Brett, let me start with you. Who's winning the big game and who's taking home the MVP? I personally, if I'm going to be honest, I want the Niners. Um, I went to a Niners game the year that Colin Kaepernick became the quarterback and uh, Alex Smith kind of rode his way out of there. And I wanted them to win because they played the Ravens that year in the Super Bowl where the lights went off. And uh, I still think there's a conspiracy, but I do think it'll be the Chiefs. I think there's, you know what, the Super Bowl's no farther away from WrestleMania. And we all know the storylines around what's going on with the Super Bowl and the Chiefs. So, uh, where's her plane at, Brett? You've been tracking her plane today. Well, she landed. She landed, boys. She's good. She's <laughs> gonna make it, and she's gonna have a nap. Um, no. So, uh, I, I, I do think the Chiefs will win. I think they, they've quietly been good enough, and especially considering that Kadarius Tony is arguably their best receiver, and he's been dog water all year. I think that that 
it kind of tells you the whole story. Well, and who's winning the MVP? Mahomes? Uh, uh yeah, probably. Or Kelsey. Kel- or Kelsey. Again, you, <laughs> you, you gotta feed into the storylines. And, and especially with the Grammy wins for Taylor, I think uh he's gotta go come home with some sort of hardware. Uh, Waz, who do you like for this? Who's going to win the game and who's going to be the MVP? I think the Niners need to win. They need to save football. They need to save sport. They can't allow the Chiefs to win. They can't allow this Taylor mania to continue. They need to save this. It's ridiculous what's happened to this point. But, yeah, uh, in my heart, I want the Niners to win. Mentally, I think the Chiefs. And I think the MVP will go to Isaiah Pacheco. Whoa. Whoa! Do you remember at the start of our <laughs> fantasy year, and Waz sat there and went, "Who should I start?" I was like, "Start Pacheco," and he goes, "Okay." And Pacheco went for like four yards. Yeah, it's perfect. It's perfect. We all lost that league, so none of us, none of us know what we're talking about. I lost big time. Don't worry. For me, I'm saying I've been pushing it forever. It terrifies me and pains me to say it, but Patrick Mahomes is—he's on pace to become the GOAT. He's still going to have to do it. You know I'm a Tom Brady guy. But there's a theory. I saw the graphic where throughout Brady's playoff career, if you bet on him on every playoff game, by the end of that 20-some year career, you're going to be up a lot of money. I am taking that same theory as much as it pains me to do, applying it to Patrick Mahomes. This playoffs, I've already made a fair amount of coin on Patty Mahomes. They're the underdog as well. Just a little crazy to me. But I do love, was that you said, like, the edits of Brock Purdy being yeah, like, I love the those. only man who can save us from the Brittany Mahomes, Jackson Mahomes, Taylor Swift, all that stuff. Save Who's our it? souls, Brock Purdy, please. I'm a Niners guy. I have a Jimmy Garoppolo jersey. Niners, former Patriot. You know, I you know I defend my guys, but I'm gonna go. Patty Mahomes is the big game MVP, and the Gatorade color is gonna be orange plus five hundred. I really like that one. We got, we got that so, going up tomorrow on that, that one. one. And then, Brett, let me ask you, were you able to pull this in? Uh, yeah, I'm about to right now. Okay, uh, here we go. Here it is. Here it is. Okay. So, Waz, can you set the story here first? God, it sounds like my hearing last Friday. <laughs> okay, tell us, tell us what's going on here, Waz, because... So, if you want to know, this is from my rec league soccer game where a bunch of players got suspended. That my player, my teammate put in a nice little tackle and uh, things got all heated. I'm in there trying to break things up. This is Waz pushing right here at the back. Yeah, Waz is in there. Yeah, well, I got I got taken to the ground there. I'm getting swarmed by people. And it's that's Waz over by the, the boards here over where the other team is jumping over the boards. And he's being jumped by four other people. Yes. And our goalkeeper, Brendan Escott from 630 Chad, is being jumped by the uh, opposition's goalkeeper as well. So not only is uh, Waz being jumped at the wall here, but also Brendan Escott too. So, uh, yeah, Waz, you got a nice little suspension here too, didn't it was you? A, it was a one-game suspension. I uh, had a nice little hearing. They want to know what happened. And I had to be very all professional in conduct and explain my situation. And I, I was the victim. Them, let's be honest here. I I got ended. I got ended up in a chokehold, and they didn't seem to care about that. But you know, I just I just want to bring this up because you talk about emotions. We're talking about the Ridley Greg thing getting the best of you, and would it get the best of us? I know it would to Matt Wozniak because he's a grinder. He defends his teammates, and he's a glue guy through and through. Shout out you Woz, and you're getting your suspy probably yeah. getting stomped down there on the bottom of that. You guys were cleats in indoor soccer not indoor no you wear turfs hawk says it best here you got a hearing with george peros buddy that's the first time and only time you're gonna see soccer on the show let me guarantee you that but boys i love both you brett thanks for producing pulling double duty tonight was thanks for joining everybody in the chat please throw down a like on your way out make sure you're subscribed and a final thank you to all of our lovely sponsors greta DoorDash, Alberta Blue Cross, and Betway 19 Plus. Please play responsibly. Boardsy's bankroll did not hit tonight because the Edmonton Oilers had to win for that one to hit. They also would have to get a single goal, so I missed on absolutely everything tonight. But tomorrow's the big game. Chance to get it all back on Orange plus 500. Come on, baby, let's go. Boys, I appreciate you very much. Good luck tomorrow. Go Niners, but I'm betting on the Chiefs, so I'll be happy either way. 
I appreciate you both. And we'll be back live on the ON YouTube Monday, 12.01 Mountain Standard Time. Over and out. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.